This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Thursday, November 21st. This is episode 274. Fuck. I'm Dan Ellis, and I'm running around with my head cut off. I'm Ryan Duffy, and I'm trying to find Dan's head right now. <laughs> I'm, I've been so busy that I, well, before we started recording, I was telling you yeah. guys, I've just been so busy that Tracy and I both, that I we've just been running around like our, our heads are cut off. I was too busy to fully flesh out that idea that we're like chickens with our heads cut off running around. Anyway, what have you guys been doing? I've been listening to a lot of the 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 impeachment hearing. Impeach. Yeah, I kind of got sucked into it to the point where, what this last weekend? I can't really fucking remember what day it was. Where I was sitting in the garage listening to it as I was working on the lathe, mm. and I didn't even know. Like I told you, they're like, "Oh shit, six hours has passed by." <laughs> when like, and it w- wasn't until because I've been listening to it NPR where NPR chimes in and goes, and that's concludes six hours of today's debate and it's like what <laughs> what six hours motherfucker i came in here when this started I fell through a time warp I, I know i got up at seven in the morning to start listening to this and i'm like well if i'm gonna be listening might as well be doing some work yeah so i just went in the garage and started working in the garage next thing i know it was fucking six hours later yeah i've had it on in the background all week while working and Meetings, I have to say, at work have just been getting in the way <laughs> of listening, of listening mm-hmm. to it. I know. I actually had today was the only day I didn't get to listen to it all day because I had to go do other fucking work. Yeah. Yeah, we've had lots and lots of meetings at work, partially because we thought that we may be shutting down yeah. this week because funding was set to expire. Uh, and last I read on it earlier today is that the Senate passed a bill. Another CR, continuing resolution that will carry us into next month. Just before Christmas, I am pretty sure we're going to be shut down again. So Yeah. That'll be a fun fun Christmas present where I get to be told that I'll be working for free. And then the Republicans will just say, well, if you didn't have that impeachment hearing, we would have been able to do this. We could have gotten so much done. Yeah. Yeah, because you've been continuing, you've been just continuing these continuing resolutions yeah. for how fucking long now? When was the last and, time they passed a budget? Well, and, and how, how many people are in Congress? Lots. And there's only, what, like 13 people on the uh, the committee for the impeachment? Uh, I don't know how many. I thought there's only like, there's, it's, there's only a handful. There's not a lot. Not a lot. Not 435 yeah. or whatever it yeah. is. Yeah. So they're not all 38. What is sitting there? What's the number? I don't fucking remember. Anyway. Yeah. So work has been nuts because we thought we were going to be shut down. And then there are some other issues that we've been trying to deal with and mitigate. And I'm just growing increasingly, increasingly concerned about how bad things might go. Or might end up, and it's a little bit terrifying. So I've been really busy with work, yeah, and then getting shit ready around the house uh, for a family invasion next week. I I've cleaned carpets and windows and repaired shit, and yeah, the carpet cleaning was a lot of work. Yeah, oh yeah, that was like all week long last week, all weekend long, and then all week this week until Tuesday night. That's why I was No, it was actually Wednesday when I finished. Yeah. Yeah, it was actually Wednesday when I finished and was able to move furniture back and shit. It's just been a lot, a lot, a lot of work. Mm-hmm. I've not done much of anything besides work my regular job and then <laughs> work my ass home. off <laughs> getting, getting stuff ready for everybody to show up next week. What you been doing, Matt? Um, not a whole lot, but Rhett got his little inserts for his shoes that are going to help, help him balance Balance. better. Oh, nice. Hopefully. Yeah. Nice. Some orthotic, some like something. Yeah. They've got, 
they go all the way up the inside of his shoes. So okay. I don't, and it's like really high arch support because mm. he does a lot of like balancing with his toes when he's just standing around. Mm. So they think that it's probably because his calves are not as strong as they should be or something. But I was expecting like big old Forrest Gump braces. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. you know, it's not, it's not too bad considering yeah. science. Just a little insert. Yeah. Well, that's cool. My, yeah. uh, my youngest kid went to school with, she had a, they had a friend, sorry, <laughs> they, they had a friend in school, um, who I can't remember what the condition is called, but it's like their, uh, Achilles tendon isn't long enough. And mm. so he basically walked around on the balls of his feet everywhere, mm-hmm. like until he was 12, I think, and then went in for corrective surgery to like extend it. Yeah. They basically just cut them and yeah. then stitch it back together. And he was in boots for, I don't know how long because Ugh. they'd cut both of his Achilles tendons and in order to repair God's perfect design. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, I, I think I, I think I mentioned last week that I had forwarded the letter that my father had sent oh, to yeah. me. I forwarded that to my grandmother and she saw it and has not replied for a week. So, ah. and I have still not unfriended him yet. He said he was going to unfriend me. And I, like I say, I don't know if that's, he, if he hasn't, because he doesn't know how. Maybe he unfollowed you thinking that was unfriending. Probably. I, fuck, I don't know. But I will be rectifying his mistake probably tomorrow or this weekend. Uh, and then I'll be done with them, I guess. So mm. that's been fun and exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Not really, but well, it is what it is. Yeah. Like, I, like if, if that's how they feel about things, then that's how they feel about things. And they'll just have to figure their shit out man they're both adults and are they well (laughs) they're they're both older much older than i am and should know better and know how to treat people better but that's no better than to pit their children against their grandchildren Mm -hmm. give them ultimatums it's us or them yeah that's bullshit well, yeah. I, I noticed you're flying a new flag out front when I when I pulled up today. Oh yeah, see that I've been too busy. Bi- I we've been too busy to even talk about that or or for me to post anything about it. Uh, we have a, a trans flag out in the front yard for Trans Awareness Week because we like to be supportive of the yeah. LGBTQ community, and so we signed up to have this flag put out front, and it's been there there tracy said that some woman tried stopping by the house like knocked on the door but i don't know why but then their kids were like playing with the flag and like oh "Oh, this is great but we didn't get a chance to talk to him because i was in the middle of a meeting of course and tracy i think was in the middle of doing her work stuff was it the person dropping the flag off or was it like a neighbor being no it was just some lady walking her kids around in the neighborhood and yeah Hmm. So I don't know what she wanted. I, and her kids at least seemed to enjoy the flag. So <laughs> I don't know if she was knocking I, on the door to they, complain or thank us, but I, I, I like to think that she was stopping to thank us and yeah. we just didn't have a chance to, to go out and say hi. Uh, we have things lined up that we're going to talk about mm-hmm. and we'll do that on the other side of this break. Let's get angry. Okay. Okay. Hey guys, this is Brandy Hamrick. I'm from Charleston, West Virginia. Contrary to popular belief, we don't all fuck our cousins and we didn't all vote for Trump. And you're listening to the godless revolution. So if if the person you're contemplating voting for believes all that, believes that the Garden of Eden was in Missouri, (laughs) believes that Native Americans are the lost 10 tribes of Israel, believes that Jesus visited North America, I mean, These beliefs are barking mad. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. So we talked about the impeachment a little bit in the opening segment. I figured we could talk about it some more because... Been paying close attention to it. I've listened 
and or watched almost all of the impeachment hearings so far, and I think the evidence is pretty damned damning. I think not just the evidence, but the way things, the way the timeline's being laid out and what mm-hmm. happened kind of makes it make more sense mm-hmm. uh, to be that damning. And Adam Schiff has just been fucking amazing through this whole thing. I'm very, very impressed with how well he is handling these proceedings. Not... He's being very calm with the attacks that keep being directed at him. Yeah. And, and just like allowing the Republicans to run their fucking stupid mouths about dumb shit mm-hmm. for however long. And then it's like, Mr. Chairman, Mr. Chairman, I would like to introduce. Okay, sure. We'll yeah, file that with no objection, whatever. And, you know, just saying insane shit. And then he rarely even addresses it just like, okay, boomer. He yeah. just, okay, boomers them the whole time. Well, just like. The thing, you like, guys are being fucking ridiculous. I think I'm not it, even going to address it. I think it was the second day. It might have been the second day where like the, a lot of the stuff they were putting in was straight up like there's this opin- opinion article in the New York Times and there's this opinion piece from the Washington Post and there's this news article from here. Another opinion piece like why are you fucking putting all of this in here like as evidence? It's like that this doesn't make sense for public like. Okay, someone had an opinion piece, but you don't like their opinion. People who were actually part of this, you're like, no, we don't agree with what you're saying. I need but to know want... what Breitbart is saying about this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like some of the stuff they've been trying to put, or they try to put in there where there were uh, the whistleblower. Like, huh. oh, here's an article where Schiff says whistleblower will talk during this. And here's an article saying the whistleblower will talk. And here's an article where the whistleblower will talk. But Schiff did kind of come back on that one and go, and also, I want to put into record that this is the date where uh, the president basically made a direct attack that the whistleblower should be killed. Yeah, where the president basically put the life of the whistleblower, whistleblower in danger. danger. And so, hmm. you know, to try to bring him in here would be kind of a nightmare. Yeah. And we're all afraid of reprisals from Republicans and fucking Trump supporters yeah. who we know are fucking nuts and violent, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. They, they keep... Saying, well, we don't know who the whistleblower is. We don't know who it is. But yet they keep saying the whistleblower's a a never Trumper. He hates Donald Trump. It's like, how do you know? You keep saying you don't know who the fuck the whistleblower is. Don't know anything about him. Mm-hmm. Yet you're you're sure as hell that he's a a never Trumper. That he hates Donald Trump. That he loves the Democratic Party. How do you know that? And if you have no clue who the fucking whistleblower is, well, and their defenses of the orange menace have just been all over the fucking place. You know, first yeah. it was, well, this never happened. And then it was, okay, well, it happened and get over it. And then it's, like, well, okay, it happened. But they just wanted but to make it sure. It wasn't really a quid pro quo. And look at what Biden is doing. And yeah. what about the email server and CrowdStrike and Burisma and, and the Steele dossier? And it's just all misdirection. Or like there's, there's no real defense of any of the actions of, of Trump and his acolytes that have, that they've, gotten away with thus far or or they keep applying going isn't donald trump great look he gave them weapons yeah or well you know but the the ukrainians didn't actually you know make any announcement of the investigation and the money flowed that's all you need to know and we're giving them more money and support than obama did yeah and that's what like uh peterson i think it was actually said it was it uh uh to us yesterday he said it to uh solid I, I told you I'm bad with their fucking names. <laughs> the guy who looks like Jeff Ross. Uh, uh, Sondland. Sond- Sondland. Sondland. Yeah. Ambassador Sondland. Where he, he's questioning him and he goes, so who was at this meeting where Ukraine made this announcement? He's like, what are you talking about? There was there was never a meeting where Ukraine announced anything. He goes, oh, so there wasn't a meeting where Ukraine announced anything. So there was nobody there. This meeting never happened, did it? And Sondland just kind of laughs at it. But I'm like, motherfucker. They didn't have the meeting. They didn't do the announcement on fucking CNN because you gave them the money because the whistleblower blew the fucking whistle and he didn't want to get fucking caught. Yeah. And the Washington Post published their article, article. about the whistleblower yeah. and the, the quid pro quo well, with Ukraine and the withholding of funding. That was on boom. There's the money release. Oh, uh, geez. Was that withheld? I don't know how that could have could have possibly happened. Let's send that right away. Or today, when their whole timeline got blown the fuck apart, where their whole argument so far has been, well, Ukraine didn't know the money was withheld, so how could there be a quid pro quo? Mm. And now today they go, oh no, 
they knew before the phone call. Mm -hmm. They knew the money was being withheld. They had been waiting on it. They had been waiting on that money, which in my mind, I'm like, isn't it pretty clear when the check doesn't show up? (laughs) And the president says, I need uh, you to do us a favor, favor, though. And the check ain't here yet, and it was supposed to be here. Mm -hmm. I think that would kind of key me off to being like, huh, they're withholding the money. The I think the one of the things that really fucking pisses me off about the Republicans attempt at a defense for Donald Trump and Mick Mulvaney and Rudy Giuliani and is it the Lev one about Biden? And well, no, the the one that that really pisses me off is when they say, well, but the money flowed. It doesn't it yeah. doesn't matter. I mean, ultimately it happened. Okay, but it only happened because, because of the whistleblower yeah. and because of the Washington Post. It's one of the reasons why the Fourth Estate. Journalism Mm -hmm. and newspapers are so fucking important. And it's one of the main reasons I think Donald Trump attacks them on the regular. Yeah. Because he does his damnedest to try to discredit anything they say because he knows that they're going to catch him in fucking crimes. And if he can do what he can to discredit them to where nobody believes basic facts about the world anymore. Well, even even today in part of Schiff's closing where he's, he's talking about Watergate, he's saying... Watergate, they broke into the the DNC, they tried to steal paperwork from it, but guess what? They failed. They didn't leave there with anything, but yet we were still able to hold an impeachment hearing over people breaking in and stealing nothing. Hmm. It's like, it, they, you don't have to succeed in committing the crime to be impeached. You just have to want to do that crime. Or to attempt it. To attempt. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, all of Schiff's opening and closing statements throughout all of the impeachment hearings have been fucking awesome. Super, super good. Um, The one that he gave today, he got applause for. Oh, even yesterday's, they got a roaring applause from that one, too. Yeah, just... I'm really frustrated at how Republicans are handled. Well, and I think part of that is just because you've got fucking clowns like Jim Jordan and Devin Nunes. He, his shit, he's been saying, like, even I think today he's like, this has to stop. This, the, the Republic, the Democrats are ripping this country apart with this impeachment here. And we all see right through what you're doing. It's all lies. You fucking need to fucking stop Nunes this right t- now. Nunes, I think every time that he gets a chance to speak, it's, well, I think you've just lost all of the viewers at home because this is yeah. so boring and it's such a waste of people's time and nobody's even watching this anymore. Or on, on Tuesday when they took a break and they come back from the break and Nunez jumps right on the mic going, oh, I just want to let you know that wasn't a bathroom break. That was a break. <laughs> so so uh, Adam Schiff can go talk to the media and tell them how great they're doing. It's like, what fucking petty little childish shit are you? You're They never once went after saying the president didn't do this. They never once said the president didn't do anything. It was yeah. more like, well, don't you think he's justified in holding the money because you want to make sure they're not corrupt? And don't you think Biden was like the most corrupt guy there and he really should be looked at? Well, and you know, ambassadors serve at the pleasure of the president. And so he can just get rid of, yeah. of ambassadors anytime he wants. And But I do love how all of them said, yeah, but he's been getting rid of them in a very unorthodox fashion. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, you, they do serve at yeah, the Yeah, career professionals role. who know what the fuck, the fuck they're, they're doing, doing and have been working on these issues for decades. Yeah. And have a stellar record of doing so, or while doing so. And he's just like, yeah, but, you know, Rudy says she's a real pain in the butt, so she's got to go. Yeah. That, that, we got rid of that really bad lady. She was bad news. Bad things are going to happen to her. She's she's in for some tough times. Then there's the shit that Trump is just fucking live tweeting while the shit's going on. Like when she was up there where he Mm -hmm. basically said, oh, she's she was really bad at her job. Witness intimidation while she's fucking testifying. Like she was uh, her first assignment was in Mogadishu. And just look how that place is. Everywhere she goes, bad things happen. Yeah. It's like she, her whole job is to go to the to go worst to of places. the worst places. <laughs> and try to make them better. To try to make them better. So yeah, she's been to some pretty shitty places to try to make them better. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, by by uh, yesterday, Republicans really didn't have anything to offer. I think Anita Hill's opening statement today was, was amazing. Up, was she, was, she was awesome. Fuck you right to them. She was, she was a fucking awesome witness today. And her opening statement basically took all of the wind out of their sails. She took 
their cards, stole their lunch money, however you want to say it. She basically <laughs> took away all of their talking points before they could even express them and basically called them out for damaging our democracy. I, I, I kind of want to see a tweet from Trump being like, I don't even know what she's saying. She even <laughs> Does she even speak English? <laughs> she did have a cool accent. She's yeah. from Northern England. Yeah. And it sounded almost like a, a bit of English mixed with Irish accent. Well, because she's been here since, since like, what, the 80s, did she say? Uh, I, 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 well, because when she did her opening, she kind of gave her family history. Yeah. About her, you know, her dad really wanted to come to America. They've always loved the idea of America and stuff. And, and she brought the point. She's like, I am here in this country to help this country because I want to be here. Mm -hmm. She's like, I want to do what's best for this country. She's like, I chose to live here. Mm -hmm. Kind of driving home the point. She's like, yeah, I care about this place. I want to see the best for it. Yeah. And, and when she called them out for trying to sully the good name of Lieutenant Colonel Vinny yeah. <laughs> and, you know, basically went through a long list of, you know, Vindman, myself, a bunch of people that I work with, we're expats from other places. Mm -hmm. We chose to come here and do work Take for the United States because we fell in love with the country. Yeah. We love democracy. We are hoping to spread that, help others enjoy the same benefits that we have. And it's, you know, our, our immigrant status to the United States, we're now naturalized citizens or, or whatever, you know, depending on the case mm -hmm. for, for various people. But that, that is what gave us such love and admiration for this country is we aspired to become citizens. And now we are to question our loyalty to a country that we chose over our place of birth and have worked for all of our life to spread the mission of this country. And then to call into question our integrity while allowing this fucking freak show to happen in the white house, go fuck yourselves. Mm -hmm. Then like with Vindemann where they kept attacking him and they're even like, they keep going like, you guys are attacking a lieutenant colonel from the army who's received the Purple Heart and remained on the fucking battlefield trying to defend this country and trying to help out and fucking. And you're helping fucking private bone spurs. Yeah, you're trying to make him turn him out to be this horrible guy or even, uh, uh, I can't remember. I'm horrible names. The guy the first day who was a Vietnam war vet, uh, uh an officer. Taylor. Might have been Bill Taylor. Yeah. Ambassador Taylor. Yeah. Where they're basically saying, they're like, oh, Taylor, you went to West Point, right? He's like, yep. He goes, where did you graduate in your class? He's like, I graduated fifth in West Point the year I graduated. He goes, so you could have had any assignment you wanted. He goes, you could have went anywhere. You're top of your class. They're like, yep. Where did you choose to go? Front lines of Vietnam. Well, and it was funny. <laughs> so you're in the top 5%? No, not 5%. I was number five. five. I was the fifth <laughs> highest. Not in the top 5%. I was number <laughs> five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they're basically trying to drive home the point. Like this guy is a guy who loves this country. Cause he's, he could, he didn't have to go to Vietnam. Yeah. He could have had a, a swanky Pentagon job doing analysis. He could have said that he had bone spurs. He could have said he had bone spurs, <laughs> <laughs> but instead he decided that, no, I'm going to go straight to fucking Vietnam mm -hmm. and get fucked up. Yeah. I just, their, their attacks on American citizens while in defense of, who is objectively one of the worst presidents we've had yeah. in the history of this country, who is narcissistic, malignant, a fucking toad. They're defending him and trying to besmirch the good names of people who are career, non-political, yeah. non-partisan employees of the United States government working, doing their damnedest in dangerous fucking places. Yeah. That's to say for, for the most part, the people they've had up there, you know, not trying to do hero worship or anything for being a Vietnam soldier or being a colonel that would stay on the battlefield and stuff like that. But there are people that believe in the ideals that are supposed that America to represent espouses, that they espouse, whether it actually follows to, them or not. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's the hypocrisy, isn't you know, because Republicans are the ones that are always uh, talking about the military and supporting the troops and how and, patriotic mm -hmm. they are. Yeah. The, how the patriotism and all that kind of stuff. And that democratics de or Democrats aren't patriots cause they don't support the military the same way or yeah, whatever. I and think, then when it comes right, when the rubber hits the road, they all of a sudden they are, don't care about that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I think Republicans confuse patriotism with jingoism. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
they they don't they don't understand the difference there and they think they're patriots when they're jingoists <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah these people aren't patriots because they're not bowing down and trying to suck donald trump's dick uh-huh yeah and just will do anything they possibly can to bend over backward to defend him when I don't, I don't understand how or why they can defend him other than for political expediency mm-hmm. that they're afraid that he will attack them and they'll end up losing their seat of power at the table. But that just betrays everything that they have sworn to protect and defend. Yeah. They're supposed to be the epitomization of this is what is the best of our country. These people rose to prominence because they're working hard to improve the lives of people and enough people believed in them and believed in what they wanted to accomplish that they voted them into office as an official representative of the people who voted for Mm -hmm. them to help these people out. And instead they're helping the billionaire fucking dipshit who sloughs around the white house all day. Mm -hmm. It tweets. It's disgusting. Yep. It's disgusting. They should all be ashamed of themselves. I think Will Hurd is having a really tough time with this. Um, just in some of the questions he laid out today and his reactions, things that he has said, I, I have a, I have a pretty good inkling anyway that he may end up voting to impeach Donald Trump. Hmm. That's just me saying it. I'm just saying it, but I think. Especially because he's not seeking re-election. He's like, yeah. he's done at the end of his term. And well, we had, we had talked last week, not on air, but just kind of just talking while we're up eating that you had mentioned, like they can put it into the rules that they can have a secret ballot. They can, but I don't think they will. Well, who gets to decide that? The Senate. So I don't think that they will. I mean, it's, it's not in McConnell's interest. It's not in McConnell. It's not in any any senator any republican senators senators yeah, interest, interest really not in their own interest it would be in the best interest of the country probably yeah but clearly they don't really give a fuck about yeah, that they so. don't care about that so they're just interested in maintaining their power base yeah it's it's really disheartening to see what the republican party though i have never really agreed with anything that they do or very few things, it's really disappointing and disheartening to see how fast and hard and far they have fallen from, you know, putting themselves forward as the, you know, we're, we're the very best Americans we know, and we love this country and we love our troops and we're super, we're super patriotic and we love America's the, the very best, but we're going to fucking dismantle it from within because we're all a bunch of cowards. Yeah, and we're the moral party. Yeah. But is it really, has it really been a fall for them or is, has Trump just provided an opportunity to show how, uh, how free of integrity that they, they've always been? Yeah. How callow and craven they are. Yeah. I think, I think there was at one, I think there was a point in time when the Republican party was at least a respectable institution, whether I agreed with yeah, their policies. 1865. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whether I agreed with their policies or not, they at least had some backbone and some integrity. Yeah. And there are, I don't, I don't, I think I could count on one hand, the number of Republicans that I think have any real backbone or sense of integrity and duty to country that they should have. I think I could probably count them on one hand. How far back though in presidents do you have to go? I mean, well, you just sure. went straight back to Lincoln. Yeah. I think, I think that's getting <laughs> when pretty they, close. When they were basically a liberal party. Well, they were. Yeah. They were at that point. For the times. They I were guess. progressive. Um, I don't know. I, I guess there could be an argument made that when Nixon was around, they, they at least, we're signaling that they would have voted to remove him from office. Oh, okay. And I'm like, I'm like, Nixon wasn't a very good president. So, oh no, no, he definitely was not a good president, <laughs> but the Republican party as a whole recognized what, that what Nixon did was indefensible. And they, I mean, of course, like the Republicans of today, people, they had to be dragged 
kicking and screaming mm-hmm. into that position. But they eventually got there. Well, and then like a lot of Republicans will say, well, Reagan was like our, our best president ever. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, Reagan kind of started the war on drugs. Iran-Contra. He, yeah, he fucked he up the AIDS epidemic. Yeah, the, yeah so that's what I was saying. Very homophobic views with yeah. the AIDS M- epidemic. Like, he fucked a lot of shit up. A lot up. of racist More views. national debt than any other president and, ever. Yeah. And Reagan kind of was the tipping point where like, hey, guess what? Everyone's kind of following the same trend for for uh growth and prosperity and also i'm like okay middle class you're staying everyone else the fucking the top earners well you're you're fucking skyrocketing it's called now. piss on them economics i mean trickle yeah. down economics <laughs> yeah. yeah that's kind of if where... we give more to the rich people then they'll have more to give to the people at the bottom well why the fuck are you putting the rich people first why not just yeah. give it to the people, the people at the bottom? bottom yeah instead of relying on them being decent people which clearly most of them are not or a plurality of them at least probably are not because they still have that fucking much money yep well that's where i, I, I they're already not helping yeah. i got into an argument with someone at work i said companies should only get these tax breaks if they reinvested into their employees and into infrastructure my buddy's like well that's that's what top-down economics are I'm like no because right <laughs> now they're not required to reinvest that money back into the employees or into infrastructure. They can just take the fucking money and run. That's what yeah. they do. They just stick it in their Cayman yeah. Islands accounts and cuz they don't need to spend it, so they yeah. don't. So so right now is top down economics. That doesn't happen. <laughs> Dude, I mean the wealthiest people in the world make more money just in interest on the existing money that they have mm-hmm. than most people will ever they see in their entire life. lifetime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just interest that they're making on the money they already have. It's yeah. like when you see uh, multi-billionaires going, yeah, I'm going to go give a hundred million to this organization. It's like they have to because they're also have to pay a shitload of money on that interest they got this year. Well, and for a lot of them, that's not even the case because they can just move their money offshore or they'll redirect it into their business, which ultimately just funnels back to them. I mean, well, that's where I, I did see a good documentary once on Bill Gates and his philanthropy, like how he was kind of hesitant about it at first. And he's kind of like, well, I don't really want to fucking do that. Then he kind of got into a war. I can't remember who the other guy he was getting into a war with, like who can give more money. But then it got to a point where he's like, you know what? I actually feel better about myself for doing this now. So now I want to do it. And then he set up the Bill Gates foundation and, mm-hmm. Started helping other countries. But before that, they were all like, no, you ain't getting shit. Like, I will give the least amount of money I have to give to be able to acquire these tax breaks. And that's it. Well, and it's just such a massive amount of wealth that you can't even really comprehend numbers that big. You know, people toss around millions and billions these days as if it's no big thing. But a billion dollars, that's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a ton of fucking money. And when you look at people like Bill Gates or Jeff Bezos or Warren Buffett, these multi, multi billionaires who have more money than they could ever spend. Like if they spent the rest of their lives trying to get rid of their money, they could not do it. Yeah. Well, did, did you watch that three part series on Bill Gates at all Mm -hmm. with the Gates foundation? No. Like the, a, a big one of the episodes just deals with, him trying to end the uh, uh, polio epidemic in Africa. And he's like, I won't be happy until the number of patients is fucking zero. Mm. So he's like, yeah, here's, it's like $300 million. Take it. We are going to figure this shit out. We're going to find out how to get to these areas. We're going to figure out maps and fucking GPS and everything. And they're basically said, we don't have maps of these areas. They're all just handwritten things from the fucking early 1900s from explorers. So let's map the whole fucking country. So we can figure out where these groups are. Mm. Like he literally took $300 million of his own fucking money to be like, you know what? I feel very passionate that we need to stop this disease that's curable in this fucking country. Mm-hmm. And I have the money that I can do and it. I have the money to do it. Like, why, <laughs> why would you not? I mean, unless you're just a terrible fucking human being, why would you ever have that much money in the first place? And then once you had it, why the fuck would you hang on to it? What are you going to do with it? You I can't will, take it with you. Yeah. The way the system set up is almost you almost have to be a conscience free person to get to get that money. Yeah. You know, to get that much money. Yeah. You, you have to be kind of like Trump is, you know. Yeah. Well, I think like in Bill Gates, he just was in the right place at the fucking right time. Mm-hmm. A really smart kid who fucking learned computers really fast and was like, I'm going to develop this and, and watching it. Why they, he's different with, yeah. with his money. And with him, when they said about his whole monopoly, I, 
I kind of agreed with him. Like, I don't see it as a monopoly. He figured out how to make something better and work more efficient than everyone else. Like he was light years ahead of them. So he's like, no, I'm not going to make my shit run shittier so you can use your program on there. If you let us take it, we'll make it work with our stuff and we'll put it out there. Hmm. And in his mind, he's like, I guess he said, he goes, I was young and I was really fucking cocky during those depositions, which did not help me. <laughs> but he's like, I didn't think I did anything wrong. We had a superior product. Yeah. So I'm not even sure what that? you're talking about, but when Bill Gates got, uh, the, he got fined for having a monopoly in the nineties, because basically if you wanted to run a computer software on your, you had to have Microsoft, like there was nowhere else to go. Microsoft was the only one putting all these programs out there. And he's kind of like, there's, there's stuff with shit. He goes, I invented this software. He goes, I would stay up for 20 hours a day writing fucking codes figuring this shit out. And he goes, ah, my shit was better. <laughs> Writing codes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he wrote codes. I don't know how the computer shit. You, you do all that stuff. That's why I'm laughing. It was just writing codes. I thought that was funny. I spray water on hot stuff. <laughs> and put, put, put band-aids on boo-boos. <laughs> no, it was, just, it was just the way you phrased it. I thought that was just... It was, for, for a geek who does it for a living, it was just delightfully comical that you said writing codes. Why, what do you guys say? Code. Oh. Yeah. Just code? Yeah. You write code or you're coding, uh, but you don't write codes unless you're a, spy. a code talker, I guess. A spy <laughs> of some sort, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The the impeachment thing is just, has has consumed a lot of background time yeah. for me while I'm, while I'm sitting at, at, you know, doing work when I'm not in meetings and I can just have a plane in the background and stuff, but. It's been interesting to see how things have played out this far. And we were talking before the show that I, I, I personally think that this may actually really end up with the president being removed from office unless he resigns. I still think it's going to be hard. It, it will I don't be hard. I think he'll ever resign. It will be hard. I think, but I think with the testimony that we've heard so far, the evidence that we have already gathered, and then the idea that there are still other people out there who have not yet come forward and will testify during the Senate hearings. Yeah. That's, I think, I think he's done. I think he's done. But of course, that also means that Republicans have to grow a spine. And so we talked about, we talked about this before the show, right? And. We're all a little skeptical that it that it may actually end up with him being removed. And I think if he's not, that's just the end of democracy as we know it here in the United States. Literally, that means that the president can and he fucking will do, do a, anything he wants, he wants. Yeah, because we'll be sending a very clear signal to him that it doesn't matter how nakedly you break the law, how egregious your crimes are. You could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and, and shoot, shoot somebody, somebody and we'll let you get away with it because you're the president. And you'll still have supporters. Yeah. And Which, and that would mean that our system of governance is fundamentally broken. Yeah. And talking about supporters. So these hearings, some of them have just been one person or it might have been two people sitting there. But each of the sessions have lasted probably a good five to six hours each. Hardly anybody sat there and listened to all five or six hours. Right. I tried to listen to all of it and it was still really hard. Mm -hmm. But what they, what the Republicans gave Fox news is a lot of really good snippets for them to keep playing for their listeners and be like, Oh yeah, look at this. Look how horrible this is. Look how horrible this impeachment trial is. So all Fox news, I guarantee is doing is taking the talking points that the Republicans are giving them to play on how. Well, and a lot of it is so fucking ridiculously untethered to not just reality, but any events that we're actually ever that happened we're, that we're really even fucking talking about yeah. here. Like, it's almost like the Republicans are walking in and going, did you know that you can't really turn lead into gold? Whoa. Did you know that? Did you know that? Oh, see, I scored a point there. Like, what the fuck are you even talking and about? Half of it seems like they're trying to put uh, uh, Biden's son on trial. Yeah. Yeah, it's they're not talking about the whole they're not they're not doing any bit of investigative work in in their no. in what's going on because they don't want to know the truth. Republicans are completely disinterested in what is true and what actually happened. They are acting like defense attorneys throughout this entire thing. They're not 
probing. They're not asking probing no. questions to, to have a better understanding of what actually happened to find out if there was a crime. They're trying to deny that a crime happened in the first place. And if a crime did happen, of course it wasn't Donald Trump's fault. Well, and how many of them spent their time asking the question, when do we get to talk to Biden? When do we get to talk to uh, the whistleblower? I need this. I need this. And this. you won't let us talk. We you need to talk to the, talk. the whistleblower, the, the person who kicked this all off. Why? Why the fuck do you need to talk to the yeah. whistleblower? They they reported something out that caught the president in this, in, yeah. in this huge scandal. And their initial defenses were for people who were coming in and testifying. Well, you didn't witness yeah. this firsthand. Why should yeah. we talk to you? Why should we talk to you? Why should we believe it? This is all hearsay. This is just what someone else told you. So then why the fuck do you need to talk to the whistleblower? Because the whistleblower wasn't there for a lot of these firsthand events either. They reported things that other people were telling yeah. them. They saw the dispatch of the call and like, oh, this is not good. And so the having the whistleblower there won't change anything other than outing that person yeah. and putting them in danger. And then Republicans get people who are there and testifying who are actual witnesses to what happened during specific meetings, during specific phone calls. And even that's not good enough for them. Yeah. Well, but the president didn't say, I want you to commit a crime for me. Mm -hmm. Now, did he? That's, yeah, a lot of them are like, you didn't have direct contact with Trump, did you? It's like, no, because he uses his fucking lawyer as a mediary. But Gordon them. Sondland absolutely, yeah, did. absolutely had, had direct calls. contact with the president. And he, during his testimony, said it was a quid pro quo. Yeah. Well, no, it wasn't. Donald Trump said it wasn't. So that settles it. Mm -hmm. What the fuck are you talking about? Well, when he said it during that, that text message conversation, they're having that conversation. Was when the whistleblower shit was starting to come out. Like he, like the leak had happened. We didn't know the leak had happened yet, but he already knew that the uh, there was a whistleblower. So he at that point was already in. Fuck, fuck, fuck. We can't have a quid pro quo. That's how I would. He's phrase in it. shit my pants mode. Yeah, he's like, make sure there's no quid pro quo. Make sure there's no quid pro quo. Make sure there's no fucking quid pro quo because this shit's fucking hitting the news. Yeah, and. I think the most frustrating part of, of all of this for me is not just the the way Republicans are turning this into a fucking circus, um, but it's it's hearing from other Democrats, and I don't mean to pick on either of you guys for sure, but I when I hear sentiments like, oh well just Republicans they're just gonna they're gonna not vote to convict or they're not gonna remove him, they're not gonna do this. Well they may not if we don't put enough pressure on them to do that what's frustrating is that people, you know, a lot of people don't follow it very closely. Most Americans don't follow this shit at, at all. all. Like they have no fucking clue what's going on. Yeah. I'm sure we could walk down the street right now and stop, you know, 20 people and probably half of them haven't watched any of the impeachment here. There will be people out there who don't even know that impe that an impeachment is going on. Yeah. We could probably go to them and go, Hey, how do you think Republican Adam shifted during, during the impeachment proceedings? Who's that? What? Well, Hearings of, but huh? Peaches. But I'm saying, if we go to Republican <laughs> and we say Republican Adam Schiff, they're like, oh, I bet, yeah, he, he did really good. Oh, he was great. Yeah. 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 yeah, I really like Adam Schiff. He's a good guy. <laughs> you said he was a Republican, right? right? Yeah. yeah, sure. He's a Republican. Oh, yeah, then he's a great yeah. guy. He wears a red tie with the American lapel, right? Well, actually, Adam Schiff he's is a, a Democrat, Democrat, and we've just been pulling you like, I knew that. I was joking with you guys, too. <laughs> See, we're both kidders. We know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, he sucks. But it's, it's the, it's the cynicism that is baked into so much of this, even from people on the left where, of course, there are a ton of people who aren't paying any attention to it at all, but there are also a lot of people who are paying attention to it, but they've grown so cynical in everything that it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, oh, well, nobody, uh, you know, the Republicans aren't going to do anything about it. Things are going to continue along the same track. And it's. Well, I, I don't want to sound all fucking wooey about it, but it's kind of like the secret, like they're putting this out here and they're creating this self-perpetuating, self-fueling, self-running machine of nothing's going to change, nothing's going to change, nothing's going to change. And it's this defeatist attitude that is just sad well, that I mean, it happens in the first place. I, think, I understand how people yeah. get to that point. I mean, I, I kind of fall into that right now because just looking at it, I mean, you could probably grab any number of bills, go, okay, which side did this come from? 
Okay, so this was a Democratic bill, so the Democrats will vote yes, and all Republicans will vote no. Hmm. Okay, this is a Republican bill. Okay, so all Republicans will vote yes, and the Democrats will vote no. It kind of it goes fucking both ways hmm. in there, and that's why that's why it's I don't know if it's is it is a defeatist mindset, but it's kind of like it's the partisan politics have grown so fucking strong. Yeah. Well, the other part of it too is that. During his campaign, he said he could stand out on Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, the videotape came out, grab him by the pussy. Yeah. Um, you know, the Mueller investigation yeah. plus, plus the nepotism. Yeah. Um, you know, how many other countless, you know, the co- connection to Putin and all this stuff. We and defense of Putin. There, there yeah. has been a message over and over and over again that Trump can do whatever he wants mm-hmm. and nobody will do anything. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more than just being cynical because there's a pattern of this that's gone on for years Yeah, with him. And a- actually his entire life has been like this. He's, he's cheated on his taxes. He's, you know, he's been dishonest in his, in all of his business dealings. He's, you know, not paying people. He's, he's gone been bankrupt. Been he's been sued a, thousands of fucking times. Yeah, he mm-hmm. abuses the system. His entire life has been a pattern of do whatever you want and no mm-hmm. repercussions. So I don't think it's only defeatism and, and cynicism that, you know, because I do have that, uh, that outlook, but and, well, and I can, I think and like there's, I say, there's, I, there's I been can a totally pattern. see how people arrive at that point. Um, I, I just, I guess I'm concerned that just repeating that over and over and over again, it's kind of like when Bush was in office and, you know, there was that line of, well, you just repeat it enough until people believe it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I fear that. By saying that over and over again, even for people on the left, with, with, when they just say that over and over and over again, everybody adopts the same attitude and it's, and they defeat themselves where it's this learned helplessness, right? We, we know we, we have, we have mental health studies that, that show that bore out, that bear out this evidence that says, if you have this defeatist attitude, if you do this, you, you, you learn self helplessness, right? Well, you, you teach yourself that you cannot be helped here. And so you don't go out and act in a, in a manner to change the things that you want to change, right? It's, well, it's just, that's how it is. And there's nothing I can do about it. And so people don't do anything about it. And then people hear other people saying this and it's, well, everybody else is doing this. So I guess it really just can't be done. If we put pressure on the Republicans that are in the Senate and contact your senators, contact your local representatives, contact all of your politicians that that have any say over your particular area and let them know how you feel about this. Let them know that there was a time in this country when it really was, it wasn't America first, it was Americans first. Yeah. And you put country ahead of party and that doesn't happen very often, particularly for people on the right these days. There's an us versus them mentality for their fellow Americans. Yeah. Yeah. Decorated, <laughs> decorated well, mm-hmm. military personnel, decorated nonpartisan, uh, just diplomats. diplomats. Yeah. Who are working for the best interests of America and the rest of the world and America's relations with the rest of the world. And people on the right are shitting all over them because, because they, it's an us versus them yeah. mentality within the borders of our own fucking country, mm-hmm. which is exactly what Putin wants. Yep. He, he, They're we, all Russian assets. We got, <laughs> it, it's a it's a political bloods and crips gangs fighting each other and nobody wants to go to the other one. Yeah, it's even they're, beyond they're that. Af- because... They're afraid of the reprisal that will happen if they, they vote the wrong way or they they agree with something the other side says. And I'm saying that for both sides. But even with Trump, it's, it's not, it's not even, it's not even just limited to parties. You know, remember what he said about John McCain, you know, oh, yeah. decorated war hero, who's also a Republican. Mm-hmm. And you the know. only reason why he started slamming him was because he put a fucking thumbs down on his, uh, mm-hmm. his healthcare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I'm glad he did, but it was still silly to me. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I would say that, like, if you're asking for that show of defiance inside the Republican Party to be like, no, I do not stand on party lines. In my opinion on this, from mm. looking at the evidence, says he's he's guilty. Yeah. To have him be able to stand up there or the way McCain stood up there and said, I do not agree with this. And I'm going to show the fact that here's a very prominent Republican that will be loud and saying, no, I do not agree with this. Instead of just hitting the button and voting no. 
he stood up in front of everybody and be like, no. I think he wanted to make that grandstand, that grand show of showing, hey, I am a Republican and I can cross line to the other side because this isn't a good bill. Mm. So I kind of applaud him for making that stand. And, you know, maybe we will get a few. I honestly think it will take a couple coming out beforehand to allow other Republicans to realize, okay, if I also don't agree with this, I don't have to follow party lines because these guys aren't voting for it. I can I can follow suit with them. Well, yeah, I mean, you need you need that one lone voice in the darkness. At least you need at least one Republican to start speaking out openly and publicly and saying, you know what, guys, this is fucking nuts. You need that. You need that lone voice mm-hmm. of dissent for other people to go. Oh, well, yeah, you know, he's right. And now that he's voiced that, if I don't go along with that, I will be seen as carrying water for this fucking monster. Why would I do that? Yeah. I'm holding out hope for people like Mitt Romney and Will Will Hurd. Every once in a while, Romney has a, a, a moment of levity where he's like, you know what? I, I really don't think that's a good idea. Yeah. I think he has his own motivations. And I, I think oh, he's probably a decent enough guy. But it's no, just. I don't, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> well, well, but it's it's. It's okay. Well, so you're grousing about this a little bit, Mr. Romney. What the fuck are you going to do about it? Yeah. Like you're being so wishy-washy here. Well, I think it it might be, it might be bad. You know, I'm going to take a hard look at this and, and, and then you've got other Republicans who are no longer in Congress who come forward and say, oh yeah, well, you know, I, I speak to people on the Hill all the time and they tell me that if they were to have a silent vote, you'd have easily 30 Republicans. So there are 30, at least 30 fucking cowards that are Republican uh, hiding cowards in the dark in the fucking Senate uh-huh. yeah. who have no integrity, no sense of ethics, no real sense of patriotism to their country. And the constitution they have sworn to protect and defend. Mm-hmm. No, they are fucking cowards. And well, I guess when articles of impeachment were imposed, when they did the vote on it, they knew they were safe to vote. No, because they know, okay, there's a majority Democrat. Even if I want to vote yes right now, I'm still going to fucking save my own ass and vote. No. So I'm still on party line because I know the hearings will still continue. And after the hearings, if they're that fucking bad, well, then I should be safer to vote. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still I mean maybe maybe I'm I'm too optimistic, but I I really think that he may be removed from office. I think I I really think he will be removed from office, but I've been wrong about so I much would, in the past. I would like to see <laughs> Especially enough when it comes to shit well, you know, regarding Trump. I would like to see enough Republicans come forward to say that they don't stand behind Trump and that they're for the impeachment. Oh, of course. To yeah. just get Trump to go Oh, this isn't looking so good anymore. Maybe I should take a vacation. Yeah. Permanently. Yeah. Well, he'll like, never resign. I don't, that's not even, he's too narcissistic to yeah, resign. Yeah. That's not even on, on the table. I don't know what, what is, so would his narcissism force him to stay in no matter what, or what would it force him to walk away and go, he, I wasn't fired. I quit. That's, that's where it's going to go <laughs> for his own self image. Yeah. I don't know. To be like, they pressured me so hard, I couldn't do as too. They were making the job too difficult for me, so I just left. Like, if he sees it's a real possibility that he could be the first president in the history of the country to be, be removed from office, when he thinks he's the greatest thing, yeah. Where, where, where would a narcissist fall on that scale of, I'm gonna stay in no matter what, or I'm gonna try to save face and leave? I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't like. I don't know enough about. Do I want to be the worst president fucking ever in history? Oh, but he won't think that. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I've just, I guess I've always assumed that he, he wants to be Erdogan, Putin, Xi Jinping. He, you know, he wants to, he wants to be a dictator. He wants to be a dictator so bad that I don't see him just walking away from it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, and I guess that's true. Like, could, I guess the the other case could be made for, well, he's such a narcissist that it would be that he never did anything wrong. He was yeah. always really good. It was just, he was railroaded out. Yeah. It was yeah. really bad people. Some really bad hombres got in there and they, they ruined my presidency. I had everything, we, everything was going really well. Which is exactly what we already know he thinks because, yeah. you know, he, he's talks about, you know, many people have said that, that I'm doing a really great job. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, you can look it up. They all say it. Or, uh, 
Just because your retarded son says that to you all the time doesn't mean it's true. (laughs) Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. You used the R word. Yeah, I used the R word. (laughs) I used a hard R right there. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I... Maybe we maybe we should get a, a mental health professional in here to, to tell us what they think a, yeah. a narcissist would oh. do. We could get uh, Regina back. Yeah. Maybe maybe she'd be willing to opine on the subject. She's very cool. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. Well, we have some more news stories that we'll cover after this little break. Okay. Hi, this is Christine Stenquist with Truce, together for responsible use in cannabis education. If you're interested in medical cannabis in Utah, follow us on our social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Truce Utah. If you're interested in donating to our awesome nonprofit, go to truceutah.org. And thank you so much for listening to the Godless Revolution podcast. Well, cockily doodly do, little buddies. Let's thank the Lord for another beautiful school day. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. That sounded like a prayer. A prayer. A prayer in a public school. God has no place within these walls, just like facts have no place within organized religion. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you. What have you got for us this week, Maya? <laughs> In the few minutes remaining that we have. Yes. Uh, well, first I want to recommend a podcast if you are looking for another one to listen to. It's relatively new called Fallacious Trump. I've been <laughs> listening to that actually since your recommendation. I like it very much. Yeah, I think it's really, really interesting. They basically, they cover logical fallacies and give examples of when Trump uses them. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's really interesting. Good way to learn how yeah. to. How to this, spot these fallacies that, in the wild. Mm-hmm. They even have a segment, I think, called yeah. Fallacy fallacies in the, in the wild, wild or yeah, something like yeah. that. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty good. I like it. So there's that. Um, also, I have a follow-up from a last week's story. Uh, if you remember the bill that was in Ohio for... Yeah, I remember. I saw that news on it today. Bill yeah. Gates? No, the the no. bill for uh, not being docked points in on your homework if you write creations. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Columbus, Ohio. The Ohio House sent to the Senate on Wednesday a measure that would prohibit public schools from penalizing students for uh, some work that contains religious beliefs. Critics have called the bill unnecessary or valuing religion over secularism. One critic said under the bill, if a student turned in homework saying the earth is 10,000 years old, they couldn't get docked on their uh, on their grade. However, the bill's sponsor said it was more nuanced than that. So uh, the bill has so far passed mm-hmm. is basically the news. Uh, House Bill 164 passed the House 61 to 31. Jesus Christ. Yeah. 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 Uh, so HB one six four, known as the Ohio Student Religious Liberties Act of two thousand nineteen. So you can basically become a four student by putting on all your stuff. God did it. Mm-hmm. I guess so. Um, the main points of the bill requires public schools to give students the same access to facilities if they want to meet for religious expression as they'd give secular groups. That's kind of already be a thing, right? Well, yeah. I mean, as long as it's not, as uh, long as it's not teacher, sponsored by the school or teacher led, right? Which kind of runs into a problem with a lot of like school groups, like in because my they school, need a, they need, you a need to have a faculty teacher, faculty to wow. sign off on it and be willing to be there. A faculty for advisor, it. yeah. So we had a prayer group at our school, and since you weren't allowed to do it on school grounds, they would have to walk across the street mm-hmm. by the football fields that were technically off of school grounds in order to hold their meeting. Mm. We're going to go cast magic spells now. Yeah. <laughs> the second point uh, removes a provision that allows school districts to limit religious expression to lunch periods or other non-instructional times. Now, that's bullshit. Yeah. Because a student shouldn't be allowed to be like, okay, we're going to be reading uh, Shakespeare now. Like, nope, I'm reading my Bible. Yeah. Like, no, this is instructional time. Mm-hmm. We're here to learn, not read the Bible. That it should be in lunchtime, study halls, your own time. 
not during fucking instructional time. Yep. Uh, the third one allows <sighs> students to engage in religious expression before, during, and after school hours to the same extent as a student in secular activities or expression. What, what the fuck what, does what, that even mean? Yeah, well, secular means all of the school curriculum. So this means yeah. the entire time. What? I'm, I'm, conf- yeah, I'm, can, so they can just break out and fucking start speaking tongues in the middle of fucking English class? I don't know. I guess, I don't know what they're trying to accomplish uh, yeah. with that one. It, I need to have equal amounts of religion and non-religion. What the fuck are they? What? I this mean, isn't uh, a religious school. No, yeah, it's public schools. <laughs> and finally, prohibits oh. schools from restricting a student from engaging in religious expression in completion of homework, artwork, and other assignments. Now, our artwork, I can, uh, I can understand that one. Like if you're having an art assignment and you complete the art assignment, but it has a religious theme to it, I don't see a problem with that. As, as long as there wasn't a theme given by yeah. the teacher. Yeah. But if you get to choose like, Hey, paint a portrait, if they want to fucking paint a portrait of fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi as Jesus fucking go for it. But if that's not what the <laughs> assignment was, if your assignment was paint an automobile and you paint Jesus, like, well, that's not what the fucking assignment was. So you automatically fail. Mm-hmm. Just turn in a blank sheet of paper and say, this is my <laughs> yeah. drawing of Muhammad. <laughs> 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 Jesus oh. in a snowstorm. <laughs> but, but that also opens it up to uh, things they might not like. Because what if a student wants to paint a demonic painting Mm -hmm. and they're like whoa that we can't have that it's like well no you said that they're allowed to paint their own religious views yeah they should be allowed to paint that demonic painting we all know that they mean christianity only but yeah but they have to phrase it in a certain way because if if a muslim student goes i mean imagine there's probably at least because uh one time during the school day where he might need to pray to mecca Mm mm-hmm are they going to say you can't do that during math class? I hope so, but we'll see what but happens. But if they allow the Christian to break out their Bible in math class and read it. I know. So, Ohio and residents therein, this is what your uh, elected officials are spending their time on. Not bueno. Not a good plan. <laughs> I wonder if the Freedom from Religion Foundation is going to take this one up. I'm sure they will. An American atheist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, sorry. I said not a good plan. And it, it reminded me of part of the phone call I had with my dad. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm just, I've, I've been stuck in my head for a couple of weeks now. Um, but yeah, that's, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah. It's bullshit that this would be, inter- and that it passed the house and is going to the Ohio Senate there. That's not, yeah. not a good plan. Terrible. Terrible things are afoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're hanging by a thread. We need that white horse. Come on, Mormons, get on it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right. That'll wrap things up for the, this evening's show. I want to make sure that you all have a very happy Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because this show will be coming out shortly before then, and we will be off next week for the holidays. Like I said, uh, we will be, uh, Tracy and I will be inundated with family staying here. So. We're, we did a head count. I believe we have 25 people. Yeah, that's, that's what you were saying earlier. Wow. That's a lot of fucking people, man. Yeah. Uh, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun, though. Like, I, I really enjoy spending the, the holidays with her family. They're a lot, a lot of fun. Uh, her, her youngest brother uh, arrived earlier this week, wow. moving back from Texas. So they are living here in Utah again now. Her oldest brother will be arriving in two days on Saturday with his wife and two kids. And yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun. So Saturday night, I'm sure I will be shit-faced in the fucking bag, dude. Yeah. I'm going to be shit-faced because when Brian shows up, we spend the first night just sitting around talking and drinking a metric fuck ton. <laughs> last, last time he was in town, was the drunkest I've been in probably a decade. <laughs> like, man, I could, I, I barely made it up to bed. I think I that was with, that about was with that. a lot of help from Tracy. Like I, oh yeah, I did talk about yeah. it on the show. Right. Like I almost broke the bathroom mirror cause I mm-hmm. stumbled into it. And oh. like, yeah, I was, I was a fucking, 
I was a mess. So I'm sure that'll happen in a you, couple of days. You were a wrecking ball. I was, for sure. Now we play that Miley Cyrus song. <laughs> Before we go, though, I want to make sure that we also thank our Patreon supporters because they allow you all to listen to this show ad-free. What? And they're contributing to Sam and Brandy. Yes. Mm-hmm. We will be contributing all of our Patreon funds to Sam and Brandy through the end of the year. If you're wondering what that's about or you have not yet heard it, you should go back a couple episodes and listen to the the one that we did with Brandy Hamrick and you'll find out why we're sending all of the money that way. Yes, because they're just awesome people. Yeah. Uh, so I want to thank Alan Firth. New Mania. Christy Kalbach. Gatheist. David Andrews. Let them eat Kofefe. Two Skeptical Chaps. Vanessa. Don't be a Richard. Nico Gonzalez. Ali Olson. Utah Outcast. Wesley Aaron. Andrew Valpich. Jeremy Goodson. Brandy Hamrick. Megan Kennedy. Jesse Pointer. Bobby Digital. Freethinker215 and Waylon Smithers support the National Adoption Center. Megan Mitchell. Yay, that's a new Patreon patron. Mm-hmm. Thanks, hey, Meg. You know her, Matt, don't you? Um, Yeah, I do. Hey. <laughs> Meg is the lovely voice that you hear thanking you for listening to the show and giving you our contact yeah. information and everything. And she appeared in several of our earlier episodes. We haven't yeah. had her on the show for a long time. Mm-hmm. She should come back in for a visit sometime. Yeah. Uh, Janet Uter. Savita Kuna. Taylor Grin. Purple Dragon. Captain Samples. And Corey Ebert. Thank you all so very yeah. much. Really, really appreciate your patronage of the show and yes. for helping us to help Sam and Brandy. Um, I, I received... I also want to say that I have received a lot of uh, very supportive feedback from our listeners, and I I appreciate it a whole lot. Thank you all very very much. Um, I I will be responding to all of those. I've been trying to keep up in all of the. I think I put in like almost sixty hours this week at work. Between that and the impeachment hearings and cleaning carpets and getting ready for everything and going shopping, like. <laughs> fixing shit i've just been super super busy so if i haven't gotten back to you yet know that i will be soon so (laughs) thank you all very much i really appreciate it. you've all been very very kind and supportive and have made me feel at least a little bit better about (laughs) about what's been going on so thank you all very very much and so until next week crucify those cowardly fucking republicans uh, leave a review to remove this Cheeto dust. <laughs> <laughs> and rate the show five times a day toward jingoism. Ooh. It made a little farty sound. It did. <laughs> I've just, I've, I've, dude, I've been so, fu- like, I'm usually pretty busy, but I, I, Tracy and I both missed our anniversary <laughs> oh. on Thursday, or <laughs> Wednesday, Tuesday, Tuesday, fuck, I don't know, Tuesday, yeah, I think it was Tuesday, because we've just been fucking running around with our heads cut off, like chickens running, I can't even, 